Planet Money is the mountaineer economist behind the carbon tax. It's the baseball player trying to get a pay raise, the prisoner building a blockchain out of cans of mackerel. Planet Money from NPR. Listen now. From NPR Music, it's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Joan Shelley makes music that lulls my soul. Give a listen to this song. It's called The Sway. And listen not only to Joan's words and her sweet singing, but also the guitar interplay between Joan and her musical partner, Nathan Salzberg. It makes for such graceful imagery and beautiful storytelling. Here on this night, here on this floor, everything I call mine, I want to ride with yours. This is the slow dance. This is the sway Let there be arms entwined And hands let play Can I hold, can I hold Hold it all Can I hold, can I hold Hold it all While I've got mine One all I invited Joan Shelley to come in and play DJ, to pick songs that had an impact on her life. She and Nathan have a lot of musical touchstones, so they came in together with a bunch of songs. And some of those influences can be heard on Joan Shelley's fifth solo record called Like the River Loves the Sea. Joan Shelley is from Louisville, Kentucky, and so is Nathan Salzberg. They came to NPR, and our conversation began talking about the relationship between music and geography. Yeah, I think the place factors in on a level most of us aren't conscious of. It's more obvious in, say, when you live in a city and you imitate the sounds of the traffic and the noise and the constant hum or whatever. Without even knowing it. Without knowing (laughs) it. It's just the language you learned through osmosis. And then for people that stay in these smaller places or live at different speeds and in different environments, I really think we absorb that environment and, and somehow, you know, make the size of noise that fits the space. You know what I'm saying? And you grew up, what was the environment? Just uh, A small farm outside of Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. And Nathan? I grew up in town in the city of, well, yeah, the city of Louisville, Kentucky. Can you, mm-hmm. this is really, this would be dissecting, but <laughs> you've been playing and working together so long. Can you f- feel that difference in each of your playing, the way you approach music? Is, is it that literal or am mm-hmm. I just making more of it than needs to be made of? We're probably making more of it, 
but there is something there. I've noticed that a lot of the people I play with now used to be in the like punk rock hardcore scene in Louisville, and that would include Nathan here. That yeah. was a very formative experience for me growing up. And uh, when I went away to college, I discovered Kentucky Mountain music. And I missed home, and I kind of wore my Kentucky romanticism on my sleeve and discovering the fiddle tunes of East Kentucky just completely blew my mind because it has obviously the same power, if not more power, and the rawness of punk rock, but um, also has in- endured in a way, and I feel like a conversation between me as an 18-year-old kid kind of missing home and the collective tradition of the place I was from. So it really filled me and continued to, and that's actually how John and I ended up sort of becoming friends and playing music to begin with was through traditional music. Can you play me a song that might have been a uniting force in the music that you love? and mm. Cousin mm-hmm. Emmy or Addie Graham or one of those things? Would you say it was a vocal one or a string one? Because there's Roscoe Holcomb. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Would say a great banjo example, the thing in banjo that I think is so radical and fun as opposed to mainstream music sometimes discovering roscoe holcomb when i was in college was just an absolute bomb going off just the intensity of course this is everyone's experience hearing him for the first time whether they like him or not just the intensity of his singing and playing absolutely unadorned absolutely in your face i mean the the actual he was the one who defined the high lonesome sound for john cohen who recorded him Um, but when i first heard this it was just everything i always wanted to hear without knowing it so let's play a little birdie Roscoe Holcomb's from Kentucky, those don't know Roscoe. And did, do either of you hear him as a kid, or is this something you both came to in, in your teens and 20s? Yeah, it was a later... It was when I came back to Louisville and started playing the old-time uh, jams that were going on around town. I was learning overhand banjo or claw hammer banjo, and just that kind of driving, incredibly uh, like whole-body kind of rhythm. Um, and his voice has got that, you know, what Bob Dylan's trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I love that you went and did sessions and old-timey sessions. Uh, I do Irish sessions like, or have no done way. Irish sessions like that. Really? Uh, I'm playing a country dance band, too. Describe them to somebody yeah. who never has uh, done, and for those who haven't done it, do it. <laughs> yeah, they're, I'm sure, different everywhere, but I think the part that 
drew me into those the one in Louisville so much was it was a bunch of young people my age just like getting so into this and having multiple generations there too so you had like these elders who knew tunes who could do tunes forever and you just get absorbed into the circle and there's no like hierarchy about it where there's like one bat you know amazing soloist who kind of steps into the center like in bluegrass you know like someone takes the shine and you're like all right we're gonna listen but this is everybody and um it's a good way to learn for you know for anybody it's just that kind of spirit is what i was looking for on all levels but in music that's a it's just a great kind of uh, place to grow at that age, you know, and get in touch with elders in a tradition. Uh, I moved back to Kentucky in 2007 after seven years of living in New York, and I've worked for the Allen Lumax Archive now for 19 years, which is kind of crazy. But uh, came back to one of the reasons I wanted to come back home was because I was really getting into fiddle tunes and banjo tunes just as a listener and not as a player. Um, and when I sort of, you know, of course, that's not traditionally from Louisville. We have a much more urban sort of music tradition, but with jug bands and blues and bluegrass, but that's not necessarily uh, native to Louisville. I mean, not in the old time tradition. So when it came to town, it was really exciting. And I just went to basically s- s- just sort of watch and listen. Um, I got pulled in a little bit playing guitar. Um, and then, but I met Joan when her string band was playing at a bar in you town. You had a string band? Yeah, two other women, Julia Purcell and Cheyenne Mai, who I still record with these days and sing with all the time. But huh. yeah. Did you say the name? Maiden Radio is the name of that one. M A. I-D-E-N? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Three-part harmony singing was our obsession, so... Did you put any of that music out? Yeah, it's uh, be, a small uh, release on a label called Old Kentuck that our friend runs, so... Would you mind if I played up Sure. Um, I guess Sugar Bay was one of our first ones that we really loved singing together. Smiles are great in this room. This is what about ten years old, maybe. Yeah. And the lead singer was not you. It was Cheyenne Mice. But you're there singing uh, harmony. harmony, playing another, yet another banjo. Yeah. And there are how many banjos? Three. There are three banjos. I think that's a crime in some states. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I play um, something of yours from your uh, current record. I want you to see if you could connect any dots. Don't make, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if they exist. I'm coming down for you To where you fall into 
so much it's hard to, oh, my, my my fingers are pulling the fader down but my brain wants to move <laughs> the fader up oh. so anyway that's really beautiful connections between yeah. that old uh, band we played and and what you're doing now well one big connection there is that the way i'm playing guitar on that song is something i learned from playing banjo actually i put the guitar in a in a open tuning and did that hammer-on rhythm that is a very banjo rhythm and gives the songs this great drive. Again, that like rhythm that was so magnetizing to the banjo. Um, but we went to Iceland to record this, and I was like, so give me a banjo for this song. And like, I'll bring my own guitar, but you guys find a banjo. And they couldn't find a banjo in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm playing How'd the guitar again. Huh? Um, gotta be adaptable, you know. That is crazy. The, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of landscapes, and. Uh, I don't know where you were in ISIS. Were you in Reykjavik? Mm-hmm. Outside of Reykjavik. Um, the l- landscape there is the most stunning. I'm not a world traveler by any means, but that's one place I've been to. And it, I, you hear the music that comes from it. And how can you not make connection between land and, and what comes out of it musically? Yeah, and a lot of the production choices, I was thinking ahead to being in an alien place. I liked imagining kind of a bigger space to be in. Alien is right. Yeah. So besides not having a banjo, how else might you have thought uh, the landscape or the place or the people and the pacing mm. might have had an effect on making this record? Can, is it he- hearable? <laughs> I think it is in the romanticism. You know, I was listening to that record, Cowboy in Sweden, the Lee Hazelwood record, as an inspiration for this and for working with James Elkington. I sent him that as like, this is, you know, let's aim for this but not get it right you and know, James like, was your producer yes yeah. Yeah. Um, and guitarist who plays with Nathan here as well so more maybe in the imagination because when we finally got there it was very apparent that we were going to be in the studio from you know after breakfast till everything closed at night and so we were really on the island that is the recording studio rather than under the northern lights or somewhere right. you imagine like a volcanic yeah. something did you get to ride around at all one day we went to a hot river, like uh-huh. a hot spring river that was pretty awesome. A good hike and a bunch of people sitting in a river together like like it was normal. Mm-hmm. Talked about music uh, and 
early influences. Uh, I asked you to pick, both of you will have picked music from, uh, that have been influential, important, mm. lovable in your lives. Make me a connection between coming down for you and... Um, sure. On that song, the harmony singer is Bonnie Prince Billy, who was a major influence on me as a young person. And uh, the fact that he sings with me now still blows my mind <laughs> because I first encountered him through the record Master and Everyone, which is this really delicate, quiet record, beautiful. And it was maybe a breakthrough and that I didn't know you could sing that quietly and that powerfully. Yes. That would be allowed kind of in the world because you'd hear delicate music and I kind of wrote it off, but the way he sings and what he sings about and to was so powerful. So I, I knew that there was something in that whisper, you know, quiet thing that could be, that could affect people in a powerful way. I guess. What do we want to play? I guess the title track, Master and Everyone. Great. This is from, uh, I don't know, about 15 years, 16 years ago. Mm. Wow. That is crazy. Tell me you don't love me Well, I don't love you You say that you don't want me Well, I don't want you You tell me there are other Fish in the sea And another When did you first hear that song, Joan? I think I was 19, and I had moved to Athens, Georgia for school, and that's when I got into like Vic Chestnut and Jason Molina was in that world, and I, someone was like, well, he's from 
your town, and I had to go and listen to everything. And how did you finally hook up and meet? Did I actually met him at a ugly sweater party. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> That's how it works in Louisville, some strange portal. And it was just, yeah, the most casual thing. And so in a way, he'll always exist as this, you know, musical, a thing that affected me at a young age. And then the person that I know now is like a different that's a different person to me that is my friend. Mm-hmm. But he just made music that changed things. I don't know. Nathan, you booked him or something when you were in college. I was a massive, massive fan of Palace Brothers and Palace yeah. Music in about 95, 96. When I was a freshman in college, I was able to book him you know, in the student activities board room. <laughs> and I was just completely awed. That was when he was doing the Arise There 4 tour. Yeah. That was in 97. Um, and then met him actually through the Lemax archive, strangely, in 2005. Uh, we became friends and um, moved, moved back to Louisville and saw more of him. And I'd, I'd like to make a connection, if I may, between Joan and Will is that um, so actually Will's new, the new Bunny Prince Billy album is out this Friday. And uh, Joan and I got to play on it quite a bit. And um, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. we're I'm the guitar player and Joan's the harmony singer when Will's not <laughs> singing himself. And Will and Joan are the, well, I guess I've played more with these two than anyone else in terms of songwriter and singers. And they don't require accompaniment. They, I mean, you can hear that. I think Master and Everyone's a record that every song has one extra thing happening, one other instrument that's not a guitar and singing, if I'm right about that. Or either way, it's very minimal. And the trick of playing with Will and Joan is just basically just to get out of the way as much as possible and just ornament when it seems right because they don't require it. They don't require gauze or filler or, mm-hmm. you know, s- support, really. The songs are so strong, the singing is so strong, the performances are so strong. Um, and Joan and I both picked a song that I think actually could illustrate that pretty well. And June Tabor is a big inspiration to both Joan and Will, if I may say mm-hmm. so. And um, her guitar player on this particular track that we picked is Martin Simpson, whose solo records I don't love, but I really love his guitar playing. And he does such incredible work on the song. And when Joan and I first started playing in 2014 or so, 15, this was a huge inspiration to me of, of, of the appropriate way to approach a song like a Joan Shelley song. And, you know, would I, may I be so lucky someday to play as as fluidly and beautifully as Martin Simpson does on this track. Where are you tonight, I wonder? And where will you be tonight when I cry? We'll sleep for you, come easy While I alone can't slumber Will you welcome in the morning At another man's side How easy for you The years slipped under Left me with a shadow the sun can't dispel. I built for you a tower of love and admiration, but I built it so high I could not reach myself. My window was a world filled 
with strangers The face in my mirror Is the one face I know You have taken all that's in me So my heart is in no danger My heart is in no danger But I'd still like to know This is the music that when I first heard you, Joan, was the connection for me in somewhere in deep in my soul, which was listening to uh, British folk music in the uh, in the 60s and 70s, and, and uh, June Tabor was one of those mm-hmm. heroes of mine. Um, where did you both, Nathan where, and Joan, where did you both hear it? And... Uh, was it an influence on you both or was it the other way around where you just started making this music and then you heard a connection to music that existed like help me for me I'd already been making music for years before I heard this stuff but it was when I came back to Louisville and a lot of those people who were into like Slint and Four Carnation were like really also into June Tabor like it was a funny uh, yeah phenomenon just a lot of people it resonated Mm-hmm. And um, I got those records just as recommendations. But I don't know. How did you come to it, Nathan? When I was 14, I saw on a public access TV channel in Columbus, Ohio, a band from Vermont called the Woods Tea Company playing Wild Mountain Time. And mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I'd, I, I couldn't hold it together. I was like weeping watching <laughs> wow. it. There's something in it. It sounds so ridiculous, so cliche. But it really, really killed me. And uh, when I discovered, you know, Richard Thompson and Nick Drake in college, but then when I first heard Nick Jones and then heard, you know, the more acoustic version, you know, the more sort of string bandy arrangements of traditional music and particularly Ireland and England, it just was the, it just hit me like nothing else still ever has. It just, it, it strikes a chord somewhere, you know, genetically in me. Um, and so I was interested in the revival folks and started going further, further back and, you know, now I'm interested in Illin Pipe 78s and that sort of thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> oh, I love that. Did, did, so that that genetic thing, I don't know what rabbit hole I'm about to go down, but do you think that's true? Do you think there's something in us that deep inside there's something that will attract us to a music that's, we talk about place, mm-hmm. but is there something like deep inside, not what was it on the ra- on the radio in your parents' house, but deeper than that genetically? Yeah, you, that's you a, that is that? a tricky one, but it has more soul to me. I think if you talk about what what's deep in us, it's not about exactly like an identity, like a national identity or a place like that, our our homeland. But it's just when did we sing for the sake of the song? You know, like and mm. how far back did we leave it? And I think that that music is a good source point for a, a lot of the the soul in our I don't know white tradition and then but nothing's pure so that's I just want to make clear that I don't think of it as a anything 
Yeah, I mean, we talk about folk music, and obviously, like, the question of authenticity is the most fraught one ever, but there is something about authentically representing a, a, a moment in a place that, say, contemporary Nashville can't do, and the idea of music being sort of placeless, to me, in the end, is just not that satisfying. I like things that are sort of born of and uh, refer to the place from which they came, and whether that's in, you know, Indonesia or North Africa or the Isle of Skye, you know? There's something that is undeniably, intuitively authentic about a lot of that music. I wouldn't attempt to define it in words, but I certainly feel it. Let's take a break. Come back. I want to play that Bonnie Prince Billy song that you're on because I didn't know you were on it. Now I want to hear it afresh. I'm speaking with Nathan Salzberg and Joan Shelley. You're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. The following message comes from our sponsor, Jack Daniels. Nelson Eddy, Jack Daniels' historian, explains why he believes the town of Lynchburg is an essential ingredient for their Tennessee whiskey. There are generations of whiskey makers there. I will tell you, having spent 30 years down in Lynchburg and seeing the way they make their whiskey, the old-time way, and how they follow Jack Daniels' way, it's, it's so personal to them. To learn more about Jack Daniels' Tennessee whiskey, go to jackdaniels.com. Please drink responsibly. Support also comes from State Farm, whose agents know that your car and home are more than just big purchases. They're a big part of your life. You put time into making them your own. So now it's time to protect them with your own personal State Farm agent. Not only do they truly get you, but they'll be there for you when you need them. And with over 19,000 agents in neighborhoods across the U.S., there could be one just around the corner. More at statefarm.com or 1-800-STATE-FARM. State Farm, here to help life go right. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Nathan Salzberg. I'm here with Joan Shelley. To my surprise, they played on a new record that comes out this week by Bonnie Prince Billy, and we're going to play. The song is called In Good Faith. are buried beneath tons of earth to become diamonds with the gift of the sunlight the kudzu vine goes climbing instruments play songs brought forth from the minds of their mates These vibrations resound, bringing union and joy to all takers. We open our eyes to a parade of first morning's breaking we pray what we see and we hear might be ours for the taking we rise every day 
And we will till our golden star bursts We open our hearts and say, Lord, do your best, do your for bringing this down while your guitar playing is playing, <laughs> Mr. Nathan. Um, are there any quirky habits or anything about working with Bonnie Prince in, in a record like this that helps bring that character to life? I will say he's one of the m- most playful in the recording environment. He's at his best like in in some of them it seems like of all the people i've been in the studio with he has the most fun <laughs> that's awesome yeah there's such delicate little records that he makes i love yeah. the music he makes uh let's go backward something older uh pick sure a- um there's this great record label in kentucky called june apple and its second album was this record by Cy Khan in 1975 and it's a song called Like Butter Loves Bread on that album New Wood that gave me the title for my album. So Like the River Loves the Sea is another verse um, in the song. So Like Butter Loves Bread is How I Love You, Like the River Loves the Sea is How I Love You. And I, it just hit me and I thought of that as the perfect way to describe the kind of love that I like to sing about, which is this natural force kind of thing rather than I guess the more um, like the rockabilly love song or something like I missed you at the corner last night. Why'd you hurt me, baby? Or something like I just I have no time for that when I sit Thank down you. to write. <laughs> <laughs> As a listener, I appreciate that. Uh, yes. So Psycon's music, I think, is a good place to go when we're talking about songwriting. No fancy gowns, no high-class towns to promise I'm plain as rain and that's just not my style I've never been a one to ask for favors But I hope you plan to stay with me a while Your comfortable as quiet conversation among good friends who shared the time to eat I couldn't meet love so that's how I It's common now to say that times are changing But that's not true, it's only people change my patterns like your plants hung in my windows Were worth the time it took to rearrange I don't ask for anything that you don't offer A place to rest my thoughts and lay my head Like butter of bread, that's how I love you S-I-C-O-N, S-I uh, new word K A H N. 
uh, great picker, and June Apple Records, uh, for many of us, it, it's a very special label. Yeah, June Apple was the label of the Apple Shop, which was still is this 50-year-old uh, East Kentucky Coalfield Media Institute in Whitesburg, Kentucky, and it was their house label. And their first record they released was of a guy named Nimrod Workman, who was an unaccompanied uh, ballad singer, topical song composer and singer, um, incredible minor and activist who apparently marched with Mother Jones at Blair Mountain in 1931. But um, huge, uh, those records, that Nimrod Workman record completely blew my mind, utterly in about 2002 when I first heard it and June Apple was a massive inspiration for me to move back to Kentucky which I ended up doing um, and just I think a corrective to the idea that that, that progressivism is somehow uh, totally foreign to the mountains and Saikon was so good at that too I mean Saikon's one of our greatest political songwriters you know without being doctrinaire such a delicate songwriter and singer and thinker about a lot of issues that affect East Kentucky in particular and Nimrod Workman was that way as well um, and he wonderfully in the folk sort of process he would sing a song of Saikon's called Aragon Mill that he called Nimrod called Brown Lung Blues about the textile uh, strikes and you know this textile industry closing in East Kentucky and uh, he would say, this is a song that Saikon wrote, and I kind of put my own way of singing to it. And he would sort of claim it as his own. And then he just covered Saikon's song, but in this wonderful <laughs> sort of, you know, folk processy way. And the guitar playing that's going on here is, uh, feels familiar. Yeah, I just like that very simple but full enough to carry a song fingerstyle guitar picking right like it's something that I imitated of Nathan's when I was kind of trying to get better at the guitar and and we put songs together just on those kind of you know simply plucked chords and I love the way the interplay between you two it's almost a one force and it's really uh, beautiful I like it too (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's go out on something yeah, that, it, that is sort of uh, feels like that. Yeah, the Faden's a good example of that going on. Great. Joan Shelley, Nathan Salzberg, thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Bob. Joan Shelley and Nathan Salzberg. The new Joan Shelley album is called Like the River Loves the Sea. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. A spring remembered a taste of gin I let a light upon our skin Your form it lingers I trace just where you've been The songs we sang I'll sing again When it breaks down Baby, let's try See the beauty in all the fading I saw the river Pick with mud Break through the banks and run And I confess I liked it I cheered the flood When the water hit the walls and won When it breaks down Baby, let's try To see the beauty in all the fading seem to grow vines that wind around the world and though I hated to leave my home I love that car when I need 
Down and stay scared high to see the view. 